the 45 special this podcast is nothing but 45s what we got Steenie where are we going we got a lot of 45s the first one was that Bobby Darren Bobby Darren and that's the thing with this you know we're going to go from our childhood we're going to go to the obscure man we're just going all over You'd the place you have to be over 45 to have that to have been your childhood though wouldn't it <laughs> yeah. anyway same with this one next up we've got the James Gang
He's in your house. The man ain't up to no good. 
to the electric blanket if you're after digital quality in this episode you ain't gonna get it because it's the 45 special me and Steenie going right back into the catalogue and pulling out tunes we want to hear tunes that maybe we don't want to hear but just a bit of everything and he uh, doesn't want to hear Eddie Cochran that's one of my favourite records it's one of those records where he references every dance craze it's one of those ones where it's like I'm getting on the bandwagon I'm doing the stomp <laughs> the twist just anything that can fit in there keep going Eddie yeah, yeah keep getting him in there blue suede shoes he rigged name checks blue suede shoes rock around the clock everything on that and he delivers it with uh, incredible with, gusto with great, finesse great guitar sound Gretsch 6120 what a, what a man uh, before that you uh, we had uh, right started off with uh, Bobby Downey went into uh, It Must Be Loved by the James Gang and then into Bobby Patterson right on Jody one of those one of the, the thing with 45s is you, you collect them you listen to them once and sometimes oh, you, you missed out the James Gang well, I didn't have said that I thought it sounded like you just skated through James Gang. Sorry, I interrupted the flow. Yeah. Back on it. Back on it. The point is, with 45s, they stick around sometimes and you forget you've got them. And it's, and it's, you look forward to shows like this or, or mates that are turning up that you can play them to. And uh, this show is just, we're going to go all over the place. And I couldn't be happier about it. And I think right about now, thanks, Linda, this one's yours. No fellow rude boys, turn fast and let us unite and deal with 100 our 1,000 years. 
This meat is now called the harder. You boy rock it here. You boy Joshua. You boy hit and roll. Yes, sir. I introduce myself as the rudest of all rude boys. Some people call me Dreader than Dread. And if anyone try to stop me, boys, they will get sick in their head and will end up in the cemetery because they'll be dead. One thousand years. No clean face man can be judged dread. And when we win this appeal, you'll pay for every man's head. So don't be a fool. Just play cool Because this is rude boy Dreader than dread Meet me adjourn I 
Down. That's Sylvie Vartan, Sedea Letra La, for you. Uh, what does that mean? He's on the spot. He's on the spot. See, spot. There's an exciting competition. Anyone who knows what that look means. Look it up. Amazing. And, uh, but right, we started off with uh, Linda's uh, Honey Boy Martin, The Voices, Dreader Than Dread. Rosie's mum's got a great super. reggae collection. Thanks for that. And in the middle, we had The Raconteurs with... That was Old Enough, featuring Ricky Skaggs and Ashley Monroe. A bit of a bluegrass supergroup happened there with Jack White and Brendan Benson. He knows um, what he's doing, doesn't he, Jack White? Let's face I, it. I did enjoy Enjoy that bit of hoedown. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but then uh, not everything can be. I'm afraid it's not a perfect world, uh, but I'm enjoying this show. <laughs> so as we said, it's the 45 special and we're, we're really going left and right and up and down. And there's a different flow to this one because 45 is obviously so quick. So we've got to move fast. We've got to move fast. And uh, synthesizers are so bloody expensive <laughs> these so days. So bloody expensive. Uh, do you want to explain that? I don't think it needs explaining. It's uh, the, does the, this wisdom, explaining? the wisdom of Synthesizer Patel. Uh. <laughs> Synthesizer. Does this need explaining? This doesn't need explaining. Um, we might need to explain later. Steenie's Let's see if you can guess who this is. Steenie's put a record on there. He says you're going to like this. It's always a bit dubious when he says this. Let's see what it like is. like this. Got a dime to make a last call I'm getting soaking wet And it ain't rained yet since last fall I got myself a coach ticket On the Southern Railroad Line I don't have to worry Cause I know it never leaves on time 
and everything was all right. You walked out the door and the only thing I saw was the whole light. I got myself a coach ticket on the Southern Railroad line. I don't have to worry cause I know one never leaves on time.
another Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. I got some money cause I just got paid. Now how I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. Dig this. I got in town a month ago. I seen a lot of girls since then. If I could meet them, I could get them. But as yet I haven't met them. That's why I'm in the shape I'm in Here another Saturday night And I ain't got nobody I got some money cause I just got paid Now how I wish I had someone to talk to I'm in an awful way Now, another fella told me He had a sister who looked just fine Instead of being my deliverance, she had a strange resemblance to a cat named Frankenstein. Here another Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. I got some money, cause I just got paid. Now how I wish I had some shit to talk to. I'm in an awful way, yeah. Here's another weekend, I ain't got nobody. Man, if I was back home, I'd be swinging two chicks on my arm. Oh, yeah. Listen to me, huh? It's hard on a fella when he don't know his way around. If I don't find me a honey to help me spend my money, I'm gonna have to blow this town. Here it's another Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. I got some money cause I just got paid Now how I wish I had some chick to talk to I'm in an awful Everybody sang another Saturday night And I ain't got nobody I got some money cause I just got paid
there your parents played you Motown when you were growing up then you really were introduced to some of those amazing songs amazing players amazing vocals at a really young age that's uh, Diana Ross who's rumoured to be doing the Sunday slot at Glastonbury next year and, and the already funk the rumours are flying around <laughs> you know so Barry Gibb said it but uh, Barry said Barry it Barry Gibb said it it must be true which ties right back into oh yes the first track we played that was unbelievable. The Bee Gees. Let's just let's, <laughs> let's just have a recap. Right, so right from the top we had the, the Bee Gees. What's the track called? Uh, I can't even remember now. What was it? I've gone way back. Uh, put it down. It's the B side because what? It's the B side of um, on time. Yeah, it's the B side of wor- um, thingy words. What's the song called? My world. My world. <laughs> Honestly, we do know what we're talking about. We do know what we're talking about. It's My World, not the cover of the Guns N' Roses song off the end of Usual Illusion 2. So anyway, that was a surprise and the Bee Gees were amazing. That's the Bee Gees rocking rocking a bad one, I think. Enough that... (laughs) Does that sound dirty? Why does rocking a bad one sound dirty? I don't know. Off the back of that, we had uh, Donovan uh, and the backing band for Donovan. Let's just talk about that. On keyboards... You've got John Paul Jones. So it's 69 at this point. He's joined Zeppelin. They joined Zeppelin in 68, although under New York, but it was boring, boring, boring. But under 69, he must have still been doing session work. Uh, on bass... Uh, I think that's Ronnie Wood. Ronnie Wood. Exactly. On guitar. Oh, it's Jeff Beck on guitar. <laughs> what backing group? And Ainsley Dunbar on the drums. Brabber Jaggle. Proof, and then we went from Brabber Jaggle into... Just the fucking... Ah, well, basically like Stone Cold classic. Absolutely. Uh, Saturday Night and um, by Sam Cooke. Singers that are taken too young, Sam Cooke. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, and then following up with Diana Ross. Now, as we said, um, with the 45 show, we really have got some random stuff. And none more random than this record I'm about to play next. Charity Shopping is... Um, as a passion of mine and Steen, he's going in having a dig about, as it is for anyone that collects records. And um, I came across. Across- and Y fronts as well, I found all my best <laughs> underpants in the cherry Record shop. Records and underpants. And uh, this, I, I found this record one day and I thought, yeah, go on, I'm going to buy it. It's, it's stories from soldiers of, uh, of World War I. So we've got about a couple of minutes of this guy talking, and this is just one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. Listen to his story. War in the Air was very much an individual affair in those days. Personally, I always used to take a rifle up with me because you could fire that sideways from the open cockpit if you held the joystick between your knees. You did have a revolver as well, but, well, that was for another purpose. Although once, after emptying my rifle, 
I optimistically threw my revolver at a German machine. Of course, I didn't hit it. And we ended up by giving each other a friendly wave and flying off home. When one did get up to about uh, 8,000 feet, the howitzer shells, which of course go up there and come down again, we used to intercept those at the top of their trajectory. And I should never forget the morning I first saw one when uh, this enormous nine-inch howitzer shell appeared just before the nose of the aeroplane, like a great big dolphin wallowing about. I couldn't think what it was for a second until I realized that it was, of course, a shell right at the top of the trajectory. And from that point, you could follow it on down to the ground again and see it burst. But if you didn't catch it to the top, of course, you never could follow it. It was quite a common thing to come home with 40 or 50 bullet holes in the, in the, in the aircraft every evening. And, and in fact, we used to walk around and count them up and have bets on it, you know. The average life of a pilot in the 1960 was, I think, three weeks. What a difference a day made. Twenty-four little hours brought the sun and the flowers where they used to be rain. My yesterday was blue deep. Today Nothing like it goes 
<laughs> that was the Sign Star Project with Strange Girl. Lucky um, that never came out. That's a, that's a little test pressing there, so thanks, Pete. And uh, strangely enough, Steenie. I work with Pete. And also, the drum on that, Alec is my boss at work as well. So, Reco- they're hopefully recording new material at the moment. Sign Star Project. If you've never heard the first album, Blue Boy on Earth Boy, um, it's, they're on Wonder in Indian. That album is, uh, and they're an incredible band. That album is just mind-blowingly good. Star, Sign Star Project, Blue Born Earthway, well worth checking out. Right, we started off the show, uh, we started off this segment, I should say, with this crazy record that I found of World War One stories, and um, the guy that you were listening to is a guy called uh, Cecil Lewis. I mean, the fact that he's flying a plane, he's steering, he's, he's steering the plane with his with a jo- joystick between his knees, and he's got a rifle, and he's just shooting at people. <laughs> We li- we are very Cra- crazy <laughs> days of World War One. How, how they laughed as how they were le- now in rain down on them <laughs> yes. from high in their mud pool of mud. Oh how god. much fun were they having? Those my god, we don't know where we're born. Do oh, we? the laughs! Oh, the laughs! And the connection, Steenie. What's the connection with this one? Uh, well, well um, uh, we're going a bit roundabout on that because uh, Cecil Lewis, that man, he was a co-founder of the BBC, and he also wrote Sagittarius Rising, which is a really famous book about aviation. That I've read, and uh, the film Ace is High was based on it. Strangely, he went to Oundle School, which I think is where Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden went to school, who co wrote the song Ace is High for the Iron Maiden album <laughs> Power Slave. And now we're going to hear. No, we're not. We're uh, going to hear Iron <laughs> Maiden. We, we, we have played the Maiden on the first show, I think, don't we? Well, listen. You can never have too much Maiden. You can peak too soon. We followed that up with a beautiful version of What a Difference a Day Makes, Patty Austin, which is just stunning. And we went straight into. Um, the greatest single of the 60s. Could be, couldn't it? Tintin Abbey, Vacuum Cleaner. I think that was actually supposed to be the B side. Oh, and strangely, the A side of that record is called B side. What were they doing there? That might be why that was the only thing they ever released, because they tripped themselves up. That little gag might have backfired. It's like it's like calling your first album the greatest hits, isn't it? It really is. Um, but strangely, I've got a lot of copies of the greatest hits by different lots of different people. Everyone's had a stab at that album, haven't they? Steenie uh, said to me, this next guy sung at Scott and Charlene's wedding. He certainly did. It's Angry Anderson. And who's this? Rose Tattoo. <laughs> True. 
satisfy you in every way. Things you've done, I let go. Not gonna be miss you anymore. the way that record sounds I can't fault it it's absolutely brilliant it's just some like drunk old guy talking over his son's band jamming in the garage isn't it it's, it's amazing <laughs> it's just the timing it was like yeah gonna put my foot down. it's just brilliant I love put it put my foot down so we, start, the, we started off with, with the noise pollution from the garage <laughs> it does it definitely sounds like it's recorded on someone's uh, tape player love it um so we started off with uh, Scott and Charlene's favourite wedding band. Yeah, Rose Tattoo. They, uh, I think, as soon as Angry Anderson finished playing, suddenly at the uh, at the wedding, which is the only bit they kept for the neighbours' final cut. Uh, I like to think that he ripped into that next, and then probably <laughs> the B side Remedy, which think, is even do you more. Do Mrs. Mangle was on the floor, just giving it massive devil horn. Mangle. <laughs> she would have been in the mosh. I think Joe Mangle would have been in the mosh. <laughs> Joe would have been taking her out. Uh, dear. Uh, Joe Mango will probably be like, oh, play some heavier stuff. Don't play this sissy music. You can <laughs> And uh, great um, mongrel. After that, we had the special one uh, with She's Always In My Hair, oh, Wicked B-Side. Marino. Wicked B-Side. Uh, hasn't really written a bad tune, has he? Let's be fair. Uh, and then we had uh, Rick Nelson with a very famous bass line. Yeah, that was the bass line that Richie Blackmore ripped off for Black Knight and freely admits ripping it off as well. That's awesome. Uh, it's a fat sound and the great, the great guitar work in there from um, James Burton, which... Blackmore's um, excuse for ripping that off, he, he sort of felt like he had a license to do that because uh, he said that he heard Hey Joe, and the intro riff to Hey Joe, which is, appears once in a song, has the same notes as the, as the lick that James Burton plays over the bass riff, except 
it doesn't sound anything like it. It's like it might be the same notes, but it's completely the phrasing, everything about Richie it Blackmore. Wrong. It's like it's a license to steal. It's like, oh, he did it, and then he suddenly got found out, basically, I think, and he's covering his tracks. And if you if if you're listening, if, if Blackmore, you're listening Blackmore, and you want to what sue are you me for doing with Blackmore's that, Night? No, I like uh, Blackmore's Night. Hilarious. <laughs> If you haven't seen Blackmore's <laughs> Night, people, get on YouTube, check it, out Blackmore's no Night. Is it No More? Is it One For All and All For One? Yeah, that. When we drink. Oh, we my drink God. That one. It's, I, oh. I never thought... Uh, Medieval Metal Richie would be Blackmore so from fun. Deep Purple, Seminole Rock Band, forget about it. Richie Blackmore from Blackmore's Night. What are you doing? No, you love it. Cheryl, is, what, is she called Cheryl? His wife, Cheryl Ca- Knight? Candice Knight. Candice Knight. Ca- he's Richie Blackmore. Massive, massive. She's Candice Knight. Together, they're Blackmore's Knight. <laughs> Steady. Uh, although we haven't got any Mike's 45s, what we have got... Should we do it? Let's do this. Let's do it. Steady's memory talking of plagiarism are you ever going to pay Edgar Winter for that anyway let's forget that quick forget I ever said that PRS let's move on to the metal memory Steenie likes metal he likes memories he likes metal memories this is a big one man this is a big one because this is the uh, 45 show we're only playing records on 45 RPM 7 inch format Uh, I thought I'd go with the first single I ever bought which fittingly was pretty much a metal classic Um, so I heard this song on the radio I didn't hear the intro. Um, I only heard the verse with this riff, and I was absolutely blown away. And then it went to this chorus that I just couldn't believe my ears. Um, so naturally, normally I, I wouldn't ever have bought um, 45s because, you know, uh, as a kid, I always thought 45s are a little bit of a, a, a lame format in a way because you could get more for your money with an LP. And LPs are only like 2.99. 399 you know they weren't expensive yeah kids back in remember the day. that you yeah they were that. cheap as hell right so you get 12 songs for 4 quid but you get one or two songs maybe for a quid 79p or whatever thing was worth and it didn't feel like you're, you're getting your bang for your buck so I was buying the records I was buying before then Shaking Stevens Greatest Hits you know the usual kind of kiddie gumpf and then a few rock things kiddie but uh, I ended up hearing this record and thinking well if I'm going to buy a single it's going to be this one so in my lunch hour legged it out of school ran down to where my mum was working in the Midland Bank now HSBC not an advert by the way villains definitely not an advert (laughs) and um, international crooks um, anyway <laughs> and If anyone's listening But don't shut my account down If you're listening Don't shut my account down It was down. HSBC If no one can work it out they just stop that Go and get them Anyway sorry Steve. Yes uh, But make sure you tell me first So I can empty my account And then um, <laughs> uh, So I spend it on singles So I went to the bank Where mum was working And said Mum I need to borrow a quid And she was like Do you mean borrow a quid Or do you mean you want a pound And so I was like Give us a quid. I need to go to Woolies and get back for school in time for registration. And so I went, took the quid, held my hostage. That's the first bank raid that I ever did. <laughs> and I went to the Woolies, handed over, and this is what I got. And it might sound warped at the start because this record was played to death. It also has the most amazing guitar solo at the end where basically it goes into warp speed. There's a moment where actually a warp speed is achieved. It's become that time of the show where we need to play. You need to shut me up. I've rant about this record forever, and I know that a lot of people will think this is some cheesy nonsense, but to hell with you, this is brilliant. 
ever been lucky enough to see Terry Callier in concert then you know what I'm talking about that is um, Terry Callier darker than a shadow he's one of those singers everyone's got one of those singers you know he's kind of like the one that people you get introduced to you wouldn't really stumble across him I don't think and uh, they did an album called What Colour Is Love Terry Callier it's life changing it really is it will change your life it's one of the most beautiful jazzy acoustic funky soulful things you'll ever hear anyway and before that mate so we've got we, so we went to soulful funky jazzy from 
the rock apocalypse that is Paradise City. The rock rockopolis. It's the bit where he sh- it's like Slash is, is in fifth gear he and, go, and then he goes right. He clicks the overdrive switch. Yeah, because it, it's like when when Michael Knight used to push the old turbo yeah. boost button on Kit. <laughs> it's one of those amazing guitar sellers ever captured on records. Anyway, Bay, let's move on. What we listen to? Oh, Badfinger. <laughs>
that was something else. It's got one of my favourite singers in it of all time, but I must it's admit... It's got two of my favourite singers in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Gene Clark on lead vocals. That's our relationship right there. Go on. Yeah, so, yeah, so who was that singer? Well, that was The Birds, and that was Gene Clark on lead vocals of No Other and uh, White Line and um, every other great country band fame I mean what a singer of course, what, a, what a songwriter on backing vocals one David of the, Crosby oh. and uh, Roger slash Jim McGuinn and also on 12 string guitar as well from Jim McGuinn it's, it's like the classic Birds lineup, the first Birds lineup. Yes. Uh, Chris Hillman on bass it's just a pumping record it's, it's a banging insane. one and, and, and there's a real link between that and the first of my singles from that before you go there we'll come back to that link the it's, link is just pretty in, obvious well just in terms of like we're talking about like Stinney saying it's pumping that's what you get off 45s it's that absolute loudness it's almost screaming off the record sometimes if you put it on and you turn the, the volume down you can just hear it this is blasting out that, that's why 45 sounds so good they're crunchy they're loud they're a, a tune like that you know it, custom built for it it's, that is one of the greatest sounding 45s the B side is all I w- really want to do as well Dylan Cooper about it. it's like it, uh, how how do you make a decision money? we've got records to spare we can just <laughs> record any old crap you know we're going over this on this podcast it's going to yeah, kick over a little bit four hour one, <laughs> Um, and bef- so we started off with well Badfinger um, and that single uh, was produced by George Harrison he also plays side guitar on it and then mixed by Todd Rundgren for release so it's a bit of an all star sort of contribution and the link there is the George link to the last song George. Feel A Whole Lot Better covered by Tom Petty on the Full Moon Fever album which produced by Jeff Lynne but also of course Tom Petty the link being George uh, for Travelling Wilburys and also the fact that I think that that um, Badfinger song sounds like a, a, an, a, an old Orbison song you can song. hear it you can I think hear it's it really it. got a feel you can sing oh, oh no not that one um, oh. the one before that yeah. you know you can imagine the big O singing the melody on that you uh, can and um, that you know now listen I've got a, oh, and you've got the Mary Chain in the middle the Mary Chain in the middle of course the classic Jesus the Mary Chain um you know, you, you were talking earlier on about your metal memory and talking about one of the first singles you bought. I bought this along, and you don't know what it is either. Like you're doing to me with the Bee Gees. I thought, I'm going to bring something out of the bag, and it's kind of borderline, you, you know? Brought it along. It's, uh, brought it along to your own house, wherever you called this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. To a high-tech supermodel <laughs> studio in the spaceship. Yeah, we're really, really rich. Yeah. West, uh, hovering above south-east London. I've got a pet going. budgie and a camper van. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this is one of the first singles I bought. And I was thinking, do I play it? Do I play it? And I'm thinking, yeah, because it absolutely rocks a pattern. So this is, well, we'll find out in a minute.
I'm so happy I get oh to play God. that. <laughs> you should have seen it. I think I wish James had taken a picture of my face. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to play that. <laughs> that was one of the first singles I ever bought. Um, oh, the Bangles, Hazy Shade of Winter, cover of Simon Garfunkel. My God. We're going to spend the rest of the show in silence just staring at Susanna Hoffs on the sleeve. Listen, we're going to have a bit of a moment with Susanna, okay? Uh, and this is we're going one of well the up. greatest tunes of the 70s. And you're going to hate this, all of it. But I mean, this is a 45 to be. This is the only 45, the only song I think that this band ever did that was ever worth anything. And if you disagree, write us a letter and address it to. Uh, you BBC are mental. TV .co.uk the beer's kicking in
then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. My Peggy Sue. Oh, well, I love you, Gallows. I love you, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue. Oh, how my heart yearns for you, oh, Peggy. My Peggy Sue. Oh, well, I love you, Gallows. I love you, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue. Pretty, 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 pretty Peggy Sue Oh, oh Peggy My Peggy Sue Oh, well, I love you, gal And I need you, Peggy Sue I love you, Peggy Sue With a love so rare and true Oh, Peggy My Peggy Sue Oh, well, I love you I want you, Peggy Sue
uh, Hall of Notes and uh, I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amazing, that was Hall of Notes and I can't go for that. And so, right from the top, Steenie, you. Oh. Well, I chose Crazy Horses because <laughs> it's. Yeah, we're, we're in the 45 zone, we're going for singles that. I mean, that, that is their only achievement, as far as I can and, and judge. And if, if they stop that's there, that's the only thing that they ever did. Heavy, that was, heavy, that wasn't heavy. worth burning. Heavy, heavy. I mean, even heavy. the B. I, I remember trying to make it through. The, I've never listened to the B side all the way through. I've got about four seconds in. It's disgusting. But the A side <laughs> is disgusting in the best kind of way. It's incredible. Dutty, D-U-T-T-Y. And we followed that up with The Gun, Race With The Devil. That's a cracker. I love that. And we might even finish on the flip tonight because it's, like we were talking about earlier on, some, se- out the window. some seven inches are so good on the A and the B, it's, you come to a quandary about what to play. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> How's that going to work? What? The A and the B. Uh, you How are you going to turn that into a section of... <laughs> I don't think you want to go too deep. You don't want to ask me that question again, really, do you? Have it's not think. me, mate. Have a think. And uh, after that, we followed it up with uh, Akabilk, Stranger on the Shore. Well, coming off the back of that disgusting conversation we just had, I don't want to mention the fact that that song was actually played at my grandfather's funeral. And uh, and I, I've always had a soft spot for that. Um, and now that I'm uh, officially a middle-aged man, I thought I can get away with playing it. And that's from the early 60s. That's from the charts before those naughty Beatles and Stones came and spoiled her for everyone by shaking it up a bit and getting a bit exciting. <laughs> uh, getting their arse all jiggy. Uh, we followed that up with, uh, well, you know, you can't knock him. What, Buddy Ollie? You can't knock him. You can't. Well, you can't. You'd, have to, you'd have to dig him up to do that. <laughs> That that would be lower than low, wouldn't it? Yeah, right, okay. Ollie. I never I never had other agreements with you, but now it's my time to sort it out. Go on, dig him up. Dig it out, Ollie. Oh, buddy, buddy is a great. He's a great. The only the only downer that uh, the only bad thing Buddy Hollywood did was inspire American Pie. And after that, we had uh, that tune. I mean, to me, that that you know. Well, then he kissed me by the crystals. Oh my god! That's if you a, don't like that, you're basically dead inside. You are well you are dead, inside. dead inside. If you, if I think sixties, mid sixties, is kind of this tune. That sound, the way we the harmonies, everything, absolute perfection. Record. We couldn't have had a show about forty-five inch singles without having something produced by Phil Spector, and that's. That's and so, that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we had a whole of notes. <laughs> it's a smoothness that you look for in a radio show like this. It's really presenters. The, that, those eyebrows and eye movements didn't really come across. It's, it's called they? rehearsal, you know. That, that. All right, we're into the last. For radio. What are we going with, babe? This is an unidentified flying object called UFO. I think I just called you babe.
was good, man. Who is that? Uh, that was UFO. Uh, and that's from the, I think it's from their first album actually. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like heavy, garagey. It's not, because they obviously became a full on metal band uh, in the mid 70s with Michael Schenker on guitar and um, and Phil Mogg, the vocalist, famously. But, uh, and cool. Phil, Phil Mogg, uh, Uncle Moggy. Nigel Mogg, of Quiet, Quiet Boys fame. Mogg on Moggy. vocals. On bass, Pete Way. And on guitar there, it's, this, it's Mick Bolton, so it's pre, um, pre-Schenker pre on guitar. Well, the, there's the B-side of the Shake It Out single, which has got the worst lyric ever. She was a brownie, I was a scout, she told me how to shake it out. <laughs> which, uh, I think that's terrible, because not only are both brownies and scouts in that sort of not completely, well, not at all legal to talk about in a sexual way, but there's still an age, it should at least be guides and scouts, because that's a massive age disparity, even brownies and scouts, just wrong. Wrong, Pete, wrong Phil Mogg, sorry, not Pete Way. Well, you might have written it as well. Put it away. Put, put it away, away Mogger. Get, away, away, from mugger. That, get away from the scout hut. Get away, Mogger. Go on, get him. Go on, Jasper. Get Mogger. stones. <laughs> We've come to the end, and it's taken us six episodes uh, for us to finally play this band, and that is taking some work because uh, it's one of our favourites. But I think this has been good. You know, this is good. Different pace, much faster, this show. Well, we've played um, singles, so obviously these are de- uh, designed for radio play, or singles or B-sides, so... It's going to be fast. You don't want people listening or hanging on for four hours. This isn't American FM radio. Please play Relayer twice. Let's listen to All of Fragile by Yes next time. So we're ending on... um, Well, we're just ending on this. That was a great one. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks a lot. By the way, Steenie, 600 listens we've had so far.
Thanks a lot, guys. Good night, everyone. Yeah.